0: brings in a diversity of skills and talents a really a neural net of uh, of how we uh, execute and operate that's pretty special so ai is one technology it's beautiful to be in a uh, a summer of ai
1: today on the daily scoop podcast from the scoop news group the navy's progress executing its information superiority vision and During the summer of AI, how the C-Service is looking to be responsible and focus on outcomes. It's Thursday, August 3rd, 2023. Welcome to the Daily Scoop podcast, where you'll hear the latest news and trends facing government leaders. I'm the host of the Daily Scoop podcast, Billy Mitchell. Here's what's happening now. FedScoop exclusively obtained a letter from the head of the Office of Science and Technology Policy written to lawmakers defending the synergy between the Biden administration's two leading AI frameworks, the AI Bill of Rights Blueprint and the NIST AI Risk Management Framework. The letter comes after senior House lawmakers on the House Science, Space and Technology Committee and the House Oversight Committee raised concerns that the two frameworks were at odds with one another. In the letter, Arati Prabhakar writes, though, that the documents are, quote, not contradictory and that they illustrate how closely the White House and NIST are working together on future regulation of the technology. In other news, Republican leaders of the House Committee on Oversight and Accountability on Wednesday announced an investigation of the recent hack that breached systems at the Department of State and the Department of Commerce, among other organizations. Representatives James Comer, Nancy Mace, and Glenn Grothman are seeking further details about the breaches in which nation-state hackers from China gained access to email accounts at the agencies by exploiting a vulnerability in Microsoft's cloud services amid concerns that they demonstrate a new level of sophistication from U.S. adversaries working to target the country with cyberattacks. Biden administration officials, security researchers, and members of Congress have questioned the company's commitment to security in the aftermath of the hack and asked why Microsoft is upselling customers for core security features. The lawmakers have requested the new information from federal officials by August 9th. You can read more about these stories and much more at fedscoop.com. In 2020, the Secretary of the U.S. Navy signed out an information superiority vision naming information superiority as a key strategic focus for the department, as well as restructuring and empowering the role of the Navy CIO and charting a course for the sea service to take action on its most pressing needs in IT and cybersecurity. Now, more than three years later, the Navy is continuing to execute on that strategy with some new technology leadership in place. One of those leaders is Justin Finelli technical director for the Navy's PEO Digital, and newly appointed acting CTO for the service. In a conversation with the Daily Scoop podcast, Finelli touches on how the department has made progress executing the information superiority vision, how the department is approaching AI, and what the service is doing to better bridge the valley of death to scale innovation. Justin, so great to see you. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Justin, I know you have a lot going on, and you were recently uh, promoted to acting CTO of the Navy, so congrats on that. And uh, in that role, I wanted to ask, you know, several different lines of questions because I know you have a lot going on. And um, let's start with what seems to be the topic of today, the topic of the summer, and uh, that really is AI. And, you know, as we've covered this from a defense perspective, it seems like we've really reached a point where organizations can't, you know, really kick down Take the can down the road anymore on AI, but they need to take action today. So uh, looking at the Navy, how are you thinking about approaching this sort of moment in time around AI?
0: Yeah, well, so uh, in general, it's such a privilege to work with so many sharp people. So uh, when people think of the military, they think of different things uh, in the acquisition community and in the CIO uh, shop, we have access to an incredible network of brilliant, technologists, executors, warfighters uh, across the board. So it brings in a diversity of skills and talents, a really a neural net of uh, of how we uh, execute and operate. That's pretty special. So AI is one technology. It's beautiful to be in a, uh, a summer of AI. Uh, those happen. Uh, you know, AI has been around for a long time. so I think largely we're talking about uh, the generative AI, punctuation that was uh, paying off from many years of investments from across the community. And so how do we make that fruitful? And in, in the past, when we've seen these, uh, summers of AI, uh, there are places that we've really capitalized in terms of automation, in terms of, uh, increasing productivity. So this one seems to be different in terms of the potential. And we want to make sure that across the board, uh, folks are being responsible. And uh, and then we're looking at this pretty holistically from a benefits and and, uh, risks perspective. So uh, AI, like any other tech for us, is really about outcomes, right? We can talk about the technology, we can talk about it at depth, but uh, how does this affect us? And so what we're doing there is first and foremost, uh, we're standing on the shoulders of giants. So we have outstanding, knowledge workers uh, on this. We have folks from across the DOD and, and much wider than that who are thinking about this so that we're not thinking about it in stovepipes and we're coming together on this. So when we lean on, you know, rather than competing with CDAO, leaning on them when we're uh, looking at how to approach this from a policy perspective, uh, we the Air Force came out with a memo, we called them up, right? It sounds like it's a big bureaucracy at times, but we talked to the people who are leaning forward, thought leaders who've put, uh, you know, mental steel on target here to say, hey, what are the right things to do? I think we have access to uh, some of the best if not the best advisors in the world and coming up with how we harness this for good in the near term in a way that is, like we said responsible and then measurably from a return on investment perspective giving us the best bang for the buck we could explore any number of things and you do have to explore right you have to learn by doing but where we can do that uh intelligently and look at this almost as if portfolio management so that we can get the most impactful things we're going to do that with our users and with our technologists hand in hand so it's really an extension
1: of agile and how quickly we can get good stuff out there that we know is safe you mentioned the cdo cdao um and i'm curious just because they've been in the news recently about moving in the direction of you know putting ai into some of their guide exercises the jadc two exercises that are ongoing across. the military, but, you know, just curious on on the Navy level, at some of those bigger initiatives like jatc 2, will AI inevitably funnel up and play a role in some of that?
0: Uh, So, in general, uh, like there are a lot of opportunities to kind of lead follow Uh, in the been in DOD for a long time. There are times where there's kind of pockets of uh, of competition. Uh, This uh, appears to be a great time of coalition and partnership. There might be, uh, that might be due to the kind of the sense of urgency. Uh, but the I'd say the teaming on uh, all of those types of things, so guide, JADC, 2 we're meeting with uh, those folks for figuring out, hey, where does this technology work better? Uh, where do we have the right pockets of data that would inform this, this type of output? So uh, where that makes sense and where we're measurably like progressing, deconflicting, teaming, uh, there's a lot of one plus one
1: equals three going on. That's great to hear. Um- the Navy has been for a while now, several years now, uh, been working on its information superiority vision. And uh, that came out in 2020. And there's been some progress along the way. But I'm curious in 2023 now, how has the department made progress executing on that? And what's the latest on that vision?
0: Yep. Uh, so uh, just like uh, technology, uh, all of us visions people uh, were measured by our outcomes, right? And so uh, I, I think that vision has been awesome. Um, And what we've done is we've decomposed that into major design concepts, so that across the Department of Navy, across the Navy and Marine Corps enterprise, uh, we're holding up, hey, how do we do zero trust? Uh, If we want to do this together, there are lead beacons of this working really well. Uh, Operation Flank Speed is so close uh to being the the first uh fully uh zero trust vetted in terms of uh the ctpfmo and hitting all of those marks and the and the red teams associated with that we want that for uh everyone and we want it to not be uh, everyone at the same time we want to uh leverage where possible so um, zero trust is one of those enterprise services uh we got that document signed out and again Uh, documents and policy are good. Execution uh, are where they become real, where the rubber meets the road. And so you mentioned at the beginning, um, the CTO hat. Uh, Thankfully, unfortunately, I I still have the role within the program executive office. And and that's where rubber meets the road. So we're teaming really well on the strategy and execution uh, of, of these type of activities, because we don't want that to be waterfall, because we want that to be pair programming in terms of How do we turn uh, an enterprise services document into a handful of enterprise services that work so well that uh, this is a world-class performing organization from a productivity perspective? There is no friction. IT IT is the air we breathe. And if you're not paying attention to the air, uh, like sometimes that's a really good thing because you can be in flow, you can get down to brass tacks and you can really work on what what you signed up to do. Especially from our warfighters' perspective, the uh, the actual kind of execution there of uh, the ISB. I mean, we have uh, naval identity services uh, that is going through the shoot. Uh, we have uh, modeling and sim. We have some world class, uh, like I said, productivity and other security features that we think can be held up as this is something that everyone can use. And so, if you are standing up shadow IT. Uh, and we have something that we just got from a, a non-traditional that's vetted or uh, a venture-backed company where they have outside investors and DIU helped us bring those in. This is better results faster. And so that rubber meeting the road and, and the left hand working so well with the right hand, uh, we're expecting outsized outcomes and, uh, and really to see more of that vision flourish near term.
1: We'll get to <clears throat> more about sort of working with those smaller partners who can really get the rubber to meet the road more quickly. But uh, before we do, just on the topic of the ISV, I'm curious, you know, for those listeners who are, are watching this closely, what are some next steps they should keep an eye out for?
0: Definitely. So if you have, uh, uh, we're we're excited about the enterprise services marketplace component, um, because we really want uh, shared services that work every time, right? All of us, regardless of where you work, have been frustrated by IT. And I think a lot of the world recognizes that um, this is no longer just a cost center, this is an enabler. And so we've had smalls, uh, we've had uh, non-traditionals, we've had primes step up and they say, hey, Uh, I understand that we're not just talking about technology anymore, we've figured out how to connect technology to the mission outcomes. Uh, We can talk about routers, we need routers, but uh, if we can talk about how we're saving our users time, uh, how, how the things that they do every day, just work and they don't have to think about that. Imagine what that does to people's concentration, productivity and the relationships on the back end of that. So what to look for, make services,
1: bring services that are so good that they can't be ignored. So you mentioned a moment ago sort of that uh, work that the navy is doing with some smaller organizations that are often, you know, the innovative ones, and maybe nimble on the outside. But when it comes to clashing with you know the military bureaucracy, it, it, it's tr- troublesome, and that's sort of where we hear a lot about this valley of death in the military sense. And Um, I know that you're working a lot with those organizations to better work or better get them across uh, prototype contracts and pilots across the valley of death, if you will. So how are you getting after that? And what are some of your targets to better work with uh, those organizations? Totally.
0: Yeah. So um, I had a friend uh, who joined the government uh, a handful, probably six, seven years ago. And, uh, and she had been at law firms, Harvard Educated, and uh, I'll never forget what she said. She said, uh, uh, the superpower that I found in the government is if you can find people who can frame and communicate effectively what the problem is because there's so much context, then you can really get after the specific problem. And so first we took aim, we met with 300 companies, small, large, otherwise last year. And we said, hey, um, we understand that you have a canned deck to talk about technology here is how we're viewing the world here's how we're evaluating here's what helps us make a difference and in the world of technology there are overlapping and competing activities help us divest help us divest from legacies that we can use that money for reinvestment to improve capability and so where we've translated those mission outcomes we're starting to see early returns on hey Uh, If I can show that I can make an outsized uh, difference, the economics of bringing someone else's investment and showing that uh, we are improving last mile connectivity in a sizable way, way cheaper than we thought we'd be able to, or from a fix my computer's perspective, we've dropped boot time by bringing in partners who weren't interested or weren't involved before because we've made it easier to get in. The results, A-B testing, we have something in the Navy that we uh, call get real get better. Uh, The A-B testing, the get real part of uh, what was the baseline and the get better is uh, don't show us that it's 20% better, show us that it's five times better, right? 500%. We've had a couple of pilots that have shown, hey, this is a thousand percent better. That's the beauty of knowledge, work, right? And so can we scale that? Yes, and let's not take 10 years to do it. Let's evaluate. Where there's something that already is doing or something that one of our partners are doing and we can transition that over the peos are one of the best places or one of the highest opportunity places to pull those winners across the different valleys of death because there is the scale
1: so it sounds like measurement is a key part of this being able to measure those results and those successes like you said that that 5x that 500 percent increase um but what sort of results is that leading to can you give examples of how that measurement has directly uh resulted in in some uh early successes in in scaling those pilots and prototypes
0: totally so uh we won't talk about what the before boot time was but but, um uh, there's enough time uh to get a cup of coffee uh when your computer boots if you're on one of our legacy machines Uh, and that's more than just the hardware, right? Uh, we had uh, a couple, uh, it's egoless, badgeless patriots go in and work on that problem. Uh, not a lot of people, uh, they came in and they said, Hey, we think we can do this much faster. And then we have started doing that, uh, in the Pentagon with key leaders and with some influencers across the community to show, Hey, uh, your boot time is eight times faster than it was before. Uh, if you have to boot more than once a day, uh, that's a significant friction removal. Uh, other examples are where we're getting after it on basis because infrastructure is is tough and expensive, and we've talked to uh, a lot of uh, Fortune 500 companies about both how they're thinking about it and how they're providing it. and uh, And this isn't salespeople; these are the engineers and the folks who are thinking about. Um, how we execute and they're giving us some paradigm shifts or uh one of them said hey uh we spent a billion dollars on this and we were in the same position that you were learn these lessons from us and so uh early wins uh within the um like very early wins uh on the west coast and uh and indo pacom uh, aor uh as well as uh you know offices where we're working we're seeing connectivity improvements and some things that really show uh that we can
1: operate more efficiently and, and more fluidly so justin as we close out uh you know throughout this conversation you've alluded a couple of times to sort of the partnerships and the the standing on shoulders of giants and, and things of that nature and that you know this isn't in, in all of these different uh focuses uh that are tech related none of it is done the Navy by itself. There's always a partner in hand. So tell me about why those sorts of partnerships are so important to the work that you're trying to get done.
0: Yep, Uh, Because the scale is, uh, so number one, uh, I I, I have a lot of trouble finding a cooler, more meaningful mission than serving the people we have. We have the most important users in the world to me, uh, and we have a lot of them. And so the scale of that problem and the number of problems that we need to get after, the number of opportunities that we have uh, are greater than the hours in the day. So we'll work, we'll get after it, but if we can lean on he- even previous guests of yours, right? Uh, when we're talking to Marina at, at DAU about, hey, how do we evaluate our workforce for whether they're ready for innovation? When we talk to uh, or uh, ask, reach out to, we just read uh, Recoding America uh, to Jen Polka, and say, uh, hey, uh, how do we further close that gap between policy and strategy and execution? And then within the department, uh, DIU, we awarded our first DIU uh, project this year, and we're gonna get after more of those. They're sharp, they're fast, uh, they have excellent relationships. Why would we try to go that alone? We talked about CDAO, we can reach out to Air Force or Army on a dime. And, and from a buying power perspective or an insights perspective, there's always something in that. So knowing who to talk to and how willing they've been to share and partner and kind of stand on the shoulders of giants and have different pockets of experts and bring that together in minutes or hours and not days and weeks, um, that's where we're at in this story right now. And it's it's been really exciting. I, I'm encouraged. Uh, I think uh, one more example is Uh, At fit that's potentially the beginning of something really interesting so we got our first At fit win uh and so the um we're pulling in like a relatively new performer that's going to bring in that's going to be an attractive investment for outside capital where they can throw their dollars it's not just all taxpayer dollars to get after that and then we can deliver productivity afloat uh like at sea faster than we would have right if we were waiting for the palm we were waiting for uh, the the normal budget cycle to come to fruition there, uh, that that would take a lot longer and priorities would be tougher. This is one where we have hydration or capital insurgents uh, to do something
1: that's really meaningful and other people can use it. That's great. It sounds like a lot of creativity uh, being done to to make sure you're getting to those outcomes that you mentioned earlier. And like you've mentioned throughout the podcast, a lot of progress. So kudos to you on that. And as always, we we look forward to keeping an eye on that and wish you best of luck. Uh, But thanks so much for your thoughts today, Justin. Always a pleasure catching up with you.
0: Cheers, man! Thanks for letting us talk about data driven investments and all the great stuff that we're doing. We have a, a world class team, and we plan on showing it in outcomes. That's awesome. Thanks so much.
1: You can learn more about the Navy's information superiority vision at podcast.com. The Daily Scoop Podcast is available on all podcast platforms. If you've already rated the podcast on your platform of choice, thanks so much. High ratings and good reviews of the show help more people to find it. The Daily Scoop Podcast is a production of the Scoop News Group in Washington, D.C. Adam Butler and Carlin Fisher help put the show together, and the entire Scoop News Group team contributes. We'll be back next week with new episodes. Until then, I'm your host, Billy Mitchell. Thanks so much for listening.